0: grab a seat. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to set up a little different here today. Amen. With uh, cards and so forth that I have. Amen. Praise God. Put this aside here. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Amen. What a great morning it is. Nice and cool out there. Amen. It's It's been a little bit colder than normal here. Amen. But we're glad to be in the house. Amen. Nice and warm here, amen, so we're we're okay. Tell your neighbor, you're okay. You're okay, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This morning, I want to start with a question, amen. What time is Christmas? What time is it? Come on, how would you answer that question? Amen. And most of you guys would probably say, that's pretty easy, Pastor. It's December 25th, right? That's Christmas Day, right? We would say that would be the normal answer but i want you to think about this what is the right time for christmas come on because christmas is all about jesus right come on somebody say amen come on we i, I believe that we can all agree that christmas is about jesus if you uh, if you believe that give give the lord some praise right now all right I counted around 80%. There's 20% that we got to work on right now. Amen. But Jesus is the reason for? For the what? The, for the season. Well, the Bible says that God specifically chose the time when Jesus would come to earth. He chose the place where he would be born. It was not by accident that Jesus came at a certain time. It was purpose and it was chosen by God. But what time is Christmas? I want you to turn to the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 to 5, and it reads like this. It says, When the right time came, the time that God decided, he sent his son born of a woman so that he can adopt us as his very own children. God waited until just the right time to send Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 1 says, Everything. Somebody say everything. everything. Everything happens in this world, happens at the time God chooses. Everything. Everything God chooses the time. God is never too late. He's never too early. But he's what? Right on. on time. Right on. Time. That's right. Has he been on time for you? I don't know about times, amen. There's times where, man, he always comes right in the neck of time, amen. Situations, and you can look back, and you can be reminded of some things in the past that God just showed up right when you needed him to show up. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, there's times that we want him to show up a little bit earlier, (laughs) right? But he always shows up right on time. God is the one who chooses the time, and Christmas is always the right time, for the believer. But what is the right time? The right time for what? And today I want to minister on Christmas is the right time. Christmas is the right time. You know, the time for what? Well, let's look in the book and look through his word. Amen. And the answer to that question, is, and that question today is found in four statements in the book of Luke that the angel of the Lord gave to the shepherd boys while tending the sheep on the very first Christmas when our Savior was born. And today I'm going to give you four right times that you can connect to Christmas. Four right times. How many? Four. Two. Four. Three. Four. four. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor you got it. <laughs> four times. Four right times. Not just times. But right times. Tell your neighbors time. Are you ready? We're going to go through this because I'm hungry. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, anybody hungry? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, we it's time. Amen. There's a, some lasagna, there's a lasagna, there are all kinds of stuff. We're going to have a great time. But today's the right time. Come on. Number 1. Christmas is the right time to release our fears. To release our fears. Last Sunday, I I hit on this a little bit, amen, that one of the gifts that Christ or God wants us to find this Christmas is a peace of mind, amen, remember that? Who had peace of mind? There he is. You still still got it? Are you using it? Kind of? Give me back that gift. (laughs) You got to use the gifts, right? God wants to give us a peace of mind, amen, he's using it, amen, praise the Lord, praise God. There, that's what I wanted to hear, Yes. Hallelujah. But the question is today, what what are you worried about today? Is it your health? Is it bills that you have to pay? Your kids maybe? Maybe you're thinking, what's going to happen in 2023? Come on, is is it about taking the next step of faith in God? What has you worried? Come on. Anybody have worries in this place? Come on, let's, let's be honest, amen. There are things that sometimes puzzle us or we question about, amen. What has you worried? You see, in the very, the very first thing the angel of the Lord said to the shepherd boys in Luke chapter 2, when the light shone, shone around them, amen, uh, uh, come on, was to not be afraid. Come on, he says, let your, all your fears go, amen. Let, release your anxieties. Uh, one translation says this, you need to chill. The P-A-T translation, Pastor Art translation, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you need to chill. Come on, we we need to learn to relax. You see, in Luke chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, at the end of verse 9 and beginning of verse 10, it says this, The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be Afraid. Come on. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. afraid. Tell your neighbor, chill. chill. Come on. See, the angel knew, listen, that the perfect love was about to be brought into this world in the form of a baby. In first John 4:18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Come on, perfect love casts out all fears. Jesus is that perfect love, church. Come on, almost every time that Jesus was say something to somebody, the first thing he would say is, fear not. Be not afraid. Why? Because when it comes to God, most people or some people or a majority of people are afraid. It's not coincidence that we celebrate Christmas at the end of the year. Do you think God picked this time of year because it's nicer, it's cooler, because there's snow in the mountains, amen? Come on. Why not Christmas in the middle of the year during summer? Come on. Right? You got that picture? Can you throw that picture up there? Come on. Imagine if Christmas was during the summertime, amen? Come on. We would probably paint Santa probably maybe a little different, right? Come on. Why not in the summertime when, man, we're going through all kinds of stuff, kids are going back, maybe we need something here, amen, but it would be a little different, amen, they're a little bit slower on the picture, it's coming, tell your neighbor it's coming, <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, amen, hallelujah, don't worry about it, but, but you know, he, he, he picks this time of year, not because it's prettier, he picks this time of year, amen, not because it looks nicer and everything's cool, he picks this time of year for a certain thing. Amen. But if he was in summer, imagine Christmas in summer. Hallelujah. That would be a little odd, amen. A little weird, amen. Christmas tree in the heat. Hallelujah. Christmas lights in the heat. Hallelujah. But do we have that picture yet? Is it coming? Is it on order? It's being delivered by Amazon right now. Onto the screen right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Maybe not. That's how Amazon works. Hallelujah. No. (laughs) Someone stole it off the package, amen, stole it off the thing, amen, but it, it'd probably be a little different, amen, it doesn't matter, amen, it's already, it's already going, but if we, if we had Christmas during the summertime, we would probably picture Santa a little different, right, Santa would probably be buffed out in a t- tight, tight, red suit, wouldn't he, come on, he would be so full of himself, amen, amen, in shape instead of fat, instead of jolly, can somebody say amen, See, no, God is specific, and he chose this time of year not because it's the prettiest season. God is preparing to end the year, listen, end this year and start a new year, listen, of not being afraid. There he is, hallelujah, he's finally there. This is Santa, Santa in the summer, hallelujah. Then the holidays come, and all of a sudden, boom, it's, it's lost, amen, hallelujah. But that would be Santa in the summer, amen. But no, God chose this, and he chose this time of year, amen, to end a year. Come on, to end this year, no, no matter what we have gone through, and you can take Santa off now, hallelujah, but no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've gone through, at the end of the year, and to take us into a new year of not being afraid. Don't forsake. Listen, you got to stay rooted. Somebody say root it. rooted. Somebody say root, root, root. root. Come on, we got to stay rooted That he, to remind us, stay rooted, amen. Uh, come on, put your trust in God, amen. Don't forsake, listen, uh, your first love. Come on, that has been hitting our church. If you don't really, uh, really understand, God's been sh- sharing that to us, telling us you need to go back to your first love, go back to the beginning, go back to what God, what saved you. It was spoken here, right here on the on the platform this morning through the worship team, Amen. That we got to go back to that. That He's really telling us that you know what, everything's going to be okay. Tell your neighbor, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Come on, I, I love what Sister Elizabeth said, you know what, we just, we, I'm just going to do what I, I need to do. I'm not going to fight it, amen, I'm just going to enjoy it. And it's simply just let God be God, amen. God is really telling us, amen, that to chill out, I got you. Hasn't he always gotten us? Hasn't he always been there for us? Come on And so at the end of the year, is a good time to remind us, you know what, Daughter, son, I got you. Put your eyes back on me. You need to just relax. You need to just trust in me because I got you. Amen. So Christmas is the right time, church, to, re- to release our fears. Come on, tell your neighbor, let it go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's my water. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise the Lord. How many can let go of some stuff today? Come on, can you think of some things that you can let go? Things that have gripped on you? Well, God came to give that rest, and he came to say, man, you need to let it go. Number two, Christmas is the right time to renew our faith. Somebody say faith. Come on. How many know that we need to renew our faith every now and then? Come on, we get hit with life, we get hit with things, amen, that test our faith. Come on, somebody. And so we got to renew that faith. Amen. Our our faith sometimes getting knocked down. We get hit with things in life. Amen. And, And some. And this is the right time to renew our faith. See, the reality of Christmas is not Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Come on. It's not the fat guy in the red suit. It's not about even Frosty or Scrooge. Amen. It's really not even about Christmas trees or Christmas lights. Come on. Although there's nothing wrong with enjoying the, the Christmas traditions that we like to enjoy to add joy to the season that we're in, but the reality is that Jesus, somebody say Jesus, come on, Jesus is the reason for the season, amen, and, and, and what Jesus brings this season, he brings this season a season of hope, come on, a season of peace, of love, and of joy. This is the season that we celebrate and this is what he brings to you and I. So you see in Luke chapter 2 verse 10 it says I bring you the most joyful news ever announced. Come on. And the best part church is it's this best news is for everyone. Everybody. Somebody said me. <laughs> It's for you, it's for me, it's for your tia, it's for your theos, it's for your friends, your co-workers, it's for everyone. What is so joyful about the news? What is this good news? First, the angel says, don't be afraid, right? He tells them, don't be afraid. Why? Because I bring you some good news. Come on, how many know the world can use some good news today? Come on, come on. It seems like every time we turn on the news or look into social media, there's always bad news. Something bad has happened. But in Luke chapter 1, 30 to 33, it says this, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You've been, uh, you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Amen. That is. Is the good news today, church? Amen. Christmas is the right time uh, of the good news that a savior, listen, uh, was born into us. Jesus was born to set the sinner free, to set the captive free, to give you and I a gift of forgiveness. Come on, somebody. Who had that gift of forgiveness last week? Are you using it, girl? Just say yes. Hallelujah. Praise the God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We're trying to. Come on, we're trying, amen. He came to forgive all of us. Isn't that awesome that he comes? He sends us a, a gift, amen. He says, don't be afraid. In the town of David, a savior has been born unto you. He came to set you free. He came to forgive you of all your sins, not just some of them. All of them. He came to pay off your debt. Come on. Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And recovery of sight for the blind. And to set the oppressed free. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Come on, he's come to do that to you and I. How many have been set free in this place? Come on, how many here have been blind and now see? Hallelujah. How many were lame, amen, and now can walk? Hallelujah. Come on, that's what Jesus came to do. He's our Savior. He's our King. Why are we here today? Why do we gather here at PCLV? Why do we come to this church on the corner, in the corner, amen? Why we do that? Because there's good news in this place. Church, hallelujah. We preach the good news here, amen. It's the best news in all the world, amen. And it feels so good to come and to finally hear some good news, amen. Hallelujah. To start our, our, our Monday. Oh, don't talk about Monday. Oh, no. We don't want to go to Monday, huh? No, let's say on Sunday, Pastor. Monday's work, amen. No, I want to think about my work right now. But it's the good news to help us get through the week, to get us back to our midweek, to get us back to our connect groups, uh, to get us back to what we need to do to get us back into his house. It's good news. Tell your neighbors, good news. Great news. Awesome news. The best news. Come on, you turn this on here, amen, you turn it on TV, you turn it on YouTube, Facebook, amen, we present the good news here. Come on, it's nothing but good news. Yeah, yeah, there are troubles, but let me have you, we have some good news. We got a Savior, church. We got a Savior to take care of the bad news. We got the Savior to take care of your situation. We got a Savior that came to redeem you. We got a Savior that will break the chains, amen, that the devil tries to put on you. We got a Savior, amen, that sets you free, amen, a Savior that heals you, a Savior that takes away our worries. People come because they want to hear that. They want to know. And as we do and as we gather, church, our faith, say my faith. It's renewed. Each time we meet, our tanks get filled up. Come on, you may come in on empty, amen. Man, the the weekend really took a toll on you. You come in on Sunday, amen. You're on low, amen, and you get filled up. Hallelujah. Come on, get filled up with that Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. See, each time we open our Bibles, God breathes life into us. So it's so important to to read the word, amen. Come on, I'm draining, I'm drowning, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. Open up the book of God, amen, and let him breathe life into you. Come on, church. Each time we serve, each time we stay rooted, our faith, see my faith, our faith is renewed. Come on, start doing something for Jesus and your faith gets renewed. See, one thing that will never change, church, is God. He'll never change. His good news, listen, will never turn into bad news. It always remains good news. Come on, somebody. His gospel, the good news is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It will be good tomorrow. It will be good for all 2023 and for good for all the years to come, church. His good news is always there for you and I. Hallelujah. How many can use some good news today? Come on. Got a bad report from the doctor? God came to give you some good news. Just got fired from your job? I'm here to let you know God got you some good news. Come on. We got to trust in God. We got to work on within ourselves as well. Come on. If we we mess up, own up. (laughs) I said if we mess up, own up. And let God humble yourself. Humble yourself. And God will elevate you. God will bring increase in you. Come on. But God is always faithful. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Faith is renewed by the way he relates to you and I. God sent his son Jesus and he became like us in human likeness. In Philippians chapter two, verse seven, it says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born of a human being, which he appeared in human form. Come on. I would not have any type of idea how to have a relationship with a God that I cannot see. But when he sent his son, Jesus, I can see God now. Amen. If you see the Son, then you see the Father. Amen. Jesus came to the earth so that we can know what he's like. And through his life, he shows us the Father and He shows us God. John 14, 19 says, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Verse 10 says, Don't you believe? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? The words that that I speak are not my own words, but, I, but my Father who lives in me and does the work through me. So Christmas time, church, is the right time to release fears and to renew our faith. Can somebody say amen? amen? Christmas, number three, is the right time to receive forgiveness. Amen. The third statement of the angel of the Lord said in Luke chapter 2, 10, it says, today In the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ, the Lord. God sent a Savior so that we can receive forgiveness. Last week I mentioned that this is one of the gifts, amen, that God wants us to find, amen. But I feel that this is an area that a lot of Christians struggle with. We need to learn how to receive forgiveness, but we also need to learn how to give forgiveness. Come on, somebody say amen. In John 3, 16 and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have every eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. He came to save you. He came to, 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 to clean your slate. He came to pay off your debt, not to condemn you. Jesus came to resolve you from your guilt, amen, to pay off that debt, amen, and throw our sins as far as the east is from the west. See, one of the biggest problems in our society today, how people deal with guilt. We have so-called experts, uh, psychologists that say we need to learn to live with your guilt. I mean, really, what kind of advice is that, church? We need to learn to forgive, not live with guilt. Come on whether it's forgiving yourself or or someone else. And God gives us the power, church, to forgive and give us a clear conscience. Preachers shouldn't be preaching, condemning message, saying, oh, you're going to hell. (laughs) Come on, we shouldn't be preaching that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be preaching on hell, but we shouldn't be sending people to hell. Come on, somebody. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus came to save. He came to save you and I. And my purpose is not to condemn the world, but to share the good news with them so that they can get saved through it. So Christmas is the right time to what? Release our fears, renew our faith, and receive forgiveness. Amen? Last one. Number four. Christmas is the right time, bless you, to rebuild relationships. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. We got to build relationships. See, as we end a year of struggle and a year of maybe going through some seasons in our walk, amen, Christmas time is the right time to rebuild those things that have been broken. Come on, not only to renew our faith and to for, our, our, receive forgiveness and, and to uh, release our fears, but it's really a good time to rebuild our relationships. Come on, somebody. Come on, Christmas is the season to bury the hatchet. Stop holding on to it. Take it out of your back pocket. Come on. What's in your pocket? Remember, what's in your wallet? <laughs> what's in your pocket? What are you holding on to? Because Come on, let me tell you, we are so good to holding on things. Things that have been done to us, amen. Hurts that have been done to us, amen. Things that have been uh, done to you or your family, we hold on. Come on, somebody. What's in your pocket? Come on, if I told you to stand up and I pulled out something from your back pocket, would you be holding on to something today? Come on, what's in your back pocket? What's in your back pocket? I got a few things in mind. Who's holding on to grudges? Oh, come on. Who's in, Is this in your pocket today? Come on. Who's holding on to grudges today? Maybe. It's unforgiveness. Come on. Hmm. Come on. Even if you fold it, it's still there. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes we can hold it real small, hold it real tight and say, man, I'm not dealing with nothing. There's nothing here. No, but if we open it up, come on. We Some of us are dealing with unforgiveness. Come on. What's in your back? What's in your pocket today? Maybe it's resentment. Come on. Maybe this is in your back pocket that you're just holding on. There's you're, you're resentment built inside. I don't, don't want to let this go. I don't want to let that person go. I have resentment towards what they've done to me. For some of us, maybe this is in your back pocket. But God's saying to let it go. Or maybe some of us are dealing with hate, hating certain people, hurting certain people that have hurt you. They say, you know, I can never love them again. I hate them. For some of us, we're dealing with this, and God's saying, you know what? This is a season. You need to let it go. What's in your pocket? Come on. The list can go on and on. Of what we have back here, church. We tell the person I've forgiven you, but no, no, it's in your back pocket. And we use that for things that we do wrong. And we pull it out when we, we want to get back and say, well, remember when you did this or did that. And sometimes we keep that back for payback for our own mistakes. Come on, somebody, say amen. So it's time to to, to get those things out of our back pocket and throw them out, it's time to let go of some, some junk that you can't control, church. There are things that you can't simply control. You have to simply let it go. Come on, somebody. It's time for reconciling our differences with one another. And I don't know. I've been looking at you, the church, and I've been seeing God already doing that. There's people crossing paths, and I've seen people that are talking that have not talked with each other for a while. Come on, somebody. God is moving. God is doing something. God is its already putting in our hearts that we need to bury the hatchet. We need to move on. You need to forgive your brother. You need to forgive your sister. You need to just let it go. Amen. And you need to move on into the promises of God because these things, uh, Father, these things that are in our back pockets will hold us back. And if we don't get rid of it right now and this time is the right time to, to build on relationships, it's the right time at the end of this year, Christmas is the right time to bury the hatchet that we can end the year good and go into 2023, guys, on a good note with good relationship and for love with one another, church. Come on. Come on. Look to you, your neighbor and say, I love you. Now I really mean it. See, when we say, I love you, we turn to the people that we like. I love you. Not you, but I love you. (laughs) See, it's easy to tell somebody, I love you, when you really do love them. And there's no problems, but can you love someone that's wronged you? Can you love someone that, 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 did something against you that you need to let go, that, that you are, you're holding on to, and this, 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 whatever it is, is in your back pocket, and you just don't want to let it go. Come on, we come to the altar, amen, and God moves upon our hearts, amen, and we know that He's speaking to us, and we come, and we respond, and we have it here, but then we still fight with Him. And we don't want to let it go. We may even bring it out and say, God, and all of a sudden something inside says, just hold on to it. And we leave the church holding on to it instead of letting it go. Come on, church. Christmas is the right time to rebuild these relationships. Come on, families. Come on. It says in Luke chapter two, fourteen, the last statement, it says here, glory to God in the highest and on earth, goodwill towards God men. God not only wants us to have peace within him, church, but he wants us to have peace with each other. In this Christmas season, we should try to be at peace with one another, but often we're at war with each other. Come on. We have family members that get on your nerves. Don't look at them right now. Come on. Come on, families that don't even, listen, don't even talk to each other. And their family, church, moms and dads and sons and daughters and all this stuff, amen. Even spouses in this place don't have peace with each other. We forget to love and live at peace with one another. Listen, church, listen, we're all good at fake love. Ouch, yes, huh? I says hi, love you. I make a gorda. Hey bro, love you, man. Oh, that dude gets on my nerves, man. <laughs> we got that that, that that fake love. Love you. Uh, <laughs> we all got that same face. Hey, love you, hey, love you too, you guys. We know how to fake love. Hey, bro, what's up? And we really don't get close. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know a hug when when it's real, and you know a hug that's not. They're just doing it because they they have to do it. (laughs) Right? Right? Come here, Max. Come on, we're coming here. I mean, this brother, you really don't like this brother. But you got to do the thing. Oh, get up, hug each other, welcome everybody to the house of God, and the person that you don't like is sitting next to you. And I say, "Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah." Uh, uh. And the ones he really like, he's like, "Hey, what's up, bro, man? What's up? You're hugging." <laughs> you sit <sitting> down. <laughs> we hug, and then you, you, the guy catches you just finish hugging. Like, you didn't hug me like that, right? I mean, people can feel that hug. They can feel the fake love. Come on, we got so good on fake love. And I'm talking about the church. We're in the church and we're supposed to love each other. We preach it up here. We talk about it. Amen. And so we know that we need to do it. So we learn to fake love. And God deals with us. But there are some things that we just simply don't want to let go. We come to the altar and we lay it at the altar, but then we leave and we pick it up. And then sometimes we lock the door and some of you are running back. So, Pastor, I forgot one thing. You run all the way in. There it is. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good. That's it, Pastor. And we leave with unforgiveness. You left it at the altar, but then you run back for it afterwards. See, not only do we fake love. Hey, I got a penny. Praise. That's yours. It's mine now, bro. <laughs> no, I'll <I'm> just pray. <laughs> that was part of the sermon right here. You didn't know that, amen. Come on, we, we, we come in, amen, and we lay it down, amen, but we come back for it. We, not only do we fake love, but we fake altar. Woo! We fake altar, hallelujah. Come on, you come and you know that you're messed up. Everybody knows you're messed up, and so you fake it. Okay, I I forgive me, I forgive them, and, and we don't really forgive and forget. Fake altar. Come on, church, don't don't look around me like this doesn't happen in the church. It happens in the church. We fake love, we fake altar, but you cannot fake God. God knows you, amen. God knows exactly who you are, and we need to get right, amen. And Christmas is the right time to build our relationships up with one another, and let's be the church that loves, amen. Come on, if you love me, you love the Father, then you should love one another. Come on, church, give the Lord some praise. Tell your neighbor, stop faking loving. Faking loving. (laughs) Faking loving. Hallelujah. Listen. All families. That's going to be a talk here. Don't fake love me. (laughs) We're going to have a shirt. We don't fake love at PCLV. (laughs) How can you fake love that that baby right there? Look at that. Woo. You got to squeeze that baby. Hallelujah. Listen, all families, all families, your family, my family, everyone's families have difficulties. There are jealousies, there's grudges, resentments, misunderstanding, church. It happens in our church family as well. Misunderstanding causes conflict and causes division. Come on, somebody say hello. See, the question today is, do, who do you need to reach out to this Christmas? Come on, who do you need to make a call to this Christmas? Who do you need to offer forgiveness to? Or maybe someone that you need to ask forgiveness from. Who do you need to restore a relationship with? 1 John 1.7 says this. If we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ does, then we have a wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. Listen, when Christ is living inside of us, church, working in and through us, church, then we will have the peace of God in us. Listen, you'll never have peace on earth until the Prince of Peace reigns in your heart. Christmas is the right time to start to rebuild relationships. God brought us here today to say, don't waste Christmas. Rebuild as you go into a new year. Start rebuilding and establishing, listen, the first and most important relationship. And that's the one between you and God Almighty. See, sometimes we come to church and we come to His house and we don't really even have a relationship with Him. We fake God. Might as well throw that one out. Amen. We fake God like we are Christians. We fake... Our walk, we fake our talk, we fake whatever it is, maybe you're trying to fake out your spouse, you're faking out your kids, or whatever it is it, come on, this is, this is a relationship that we need to have with Jesus and so if we need to build it right here and realize that Jesus is really the reason for the season and it's really crazy church uh, to celebrate Christmas uh, without even knowing the one we celebrate come on, it's like going to the birthday party and you don't even know the person you didn't even bring a gift. <laughs> She's been to a party like that. Amen. <laughs> Listen, and all you did was come for a piece of cake. <laughs> come on, in, our, in, my, in my job, amen. We have furniture, we have flooring, we have. We've got a lot of people in our store, and so they'll have a. They'll have a cake in the in the break room, amen. And they, and they'll bring it for the person that hey, let's bring it, amen. There's somebody in the, in the furniture side, and the TV guys go there, hey, what's happening? Praise God. Well, they don't say praise God, amen, but you know what I mean. They go in there, and they don't even know the person, hey, happy birthday, and then they come to get their cake, and they leave. Come on, like a lot of our folks here in church today, amen, maybe not in this church, but a lot of churches come for the piece of cake. Come on, you don't know Jesus, you don't celebrate Jesus, you just came for the freebies, You see, at the end of Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, it says, It it is time for you to turn to me, your Lord. And when you do, I will come and I will pour my blessing upon you. It's time. Tell your neighbors time. Time. Tell your neighbors the right time to turn back to God. See, we got to build the relationship, amen. And we can't build it this way if it's not built this way, church. It has to be right here. And if we don't have this going on, church, then we're going to fake love. We're going to fake altar. We're going to fake God. We're going to fake our walk. But when we have a true relationship with God Almighty, then he helps us to reconcile the differences between you and I. And the things that are in your back pocket seem to come out and removed. And we're no longer holding on to these past things of unforgiveness and resentment or misunderstandings, church. Because we have a great relationship with God, then he starts to show us through the Holy Spirit what we've done wrong and what we need to correct and how we need to offer forgiveness when it's coming to us and also grant forgiveness when we need to give it. Church, it's time to get right with each other. Let me tell you, you're my my family. You're our family. You're the only family we got out here, church. All my real family's back home, besides my children and my grandchildren, and another baby boy. Woohoo! Hallelujah! <laughs> Grandson. If you guys didn't know that, Brandon's having a boy. And cool. there's Hallelujah. <laughs> they just po- hey, say that. Oh, Brambino? <laughs> They're having a Brambino. Hallelujah. <laughs> we don't know what the name is, but I'm gonna call it Brambino. Brambino. That's Italian, right? Brambino! Hallelujah! <laughs> But, you know, you guys are all I got. And so we need to get it right. We need to get, we got to love each other. And that's why at times I'll come and say, I forgive me if I said something wrong. If I offend you, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm normal just like you. I'm, 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 I'm normal. <laughs> we're all normal. Man. I'm probably a little bit abnormal, man. but you know what I'm talking about. We're, we're, we're family, and, and, but we all feel, but we all have to get it right. So get it right. Let's just come. Let's break bread. Let's just get it over with and just bury the hash it. The hash it. Hallelujah. The, And Hallelujah. <laughs> and take these things out of our pockets. And let's start building relationships with one another. Because at the end of the day, guys, I need you and you need me. And we need each other. Come on. We should be running to the house and not running to the world for help. With our situation, we run to co-workers for our marriage issues and marriage problems. And and, and they've been divorced five times. We don't come to the house and say, I need to go to that marriage. I need to go to that solid marriage. I need to go to one that has overcome some things in their marriage. That's who I need to go speak to. We've got to speak to one another, church, and let's build each other. Can somebody say amen? So Christmas time is the right time to turn to God. And a time to give him your all. And start off a new year, listen, in a right relationship with him. For us, some of us, we need to just ask God to forgive us for neglecting our relationship. God, I'm so sorry that I haven't been spending time with you. I'm so sorry, Lord, I'm so busy even doing all that the Christmas season comes that I'm not even spending time with you. You know this rest mess, as my son ministered on on uh, on Wednesday. Man, did a great job. There. This year, this week is not just to rest off and say, "Okay, plug, plug, psh, no Christianity, ha ha, craziness." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Come on, sometimes you think, "Well, no church, so I could, uh, that means rules are off." <laughs> no, it means to spend time with God, resting God. It's a good time to just spend time with Him and rest in His presence. Let him embrace you and remind you how good he is, that he is your healer. He's your provider. He's your everything. Spend time with him. So it is really the right time to turn to God. Amen. And let's start off our relationship with him, right? Because if our relationship with him is good, then our relationship with each other are going to get better. Can somebody say amen? So together, we're stronger, church. We are stronger together. We, we can't survive alone. We need each other. Just remember the four R's as I close today. Christmas is the right time to release, renew, receive, restore. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand up.